Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Things have not changed, but as you know, my name is AJ, and I'm your host here each and every week, introducing you to the artists that help bring your favorite craft beer and breweries to life. It's that simple, folks. We thank you for taking the time to join us. However it is that you came to find us, we thank you, we salute you, and we tip our caps to you and you. So what is happening, folks? Things are moving and shaking. We are into our second 12-pack. Hopefully you are pacing yourself, but maybe there's some of you out there who just are binging us, just crushing one 16-ounce canvas episode after another. We appreciate it. Take your time. There's many more. And we are going to keep on introducing you to some great new artists. Things have been going really cool. We did get uh, interviewed by a national newspaper. Unfortunately, the interview, the piece of the interview where we were featured hit the cutting room floor. But that's just a testament to all the great folks out there. Like I said, week by week, the community grows. Remember, don't forget us. 16-ounce canvas hashtag. Shashtag. Hashy hashy, taggy taggy, no, whatever whatever you call that, it is the pound sign, tic-tac-toe, but all the cool kids are calling it the hashtag. So, 16OZ Canvas, you can check us out via the World Wide Web's 16OZCanvas.com. We are optimized for dial-up as well as your mobile phone machines. You can find us on Instagram, 16OZ Canvas there. Tell your friends, tag us in your posts. Let's get the word out. We got some great artists that are are out there. They need to be discovered. They need to be found. And that's what we're here to do. So thank you, everybody that's been part of it. We are moving and shaking. We are not stopping. We're actively working on our third 12-pack. Maybe we'll stop at 30, call it the 30-pack. I don't know. Puns all day. But on this week's episode, we are happy to introduce to you Michael Van Hall. The man with three names, doing artwork for two or more breweries. We came to learn of Michael through the work that he's done with Aslan and Stillwater Artisanal. Michael is a lover of all things arts. He's got a great story of how he became to be an artist. And I think it's really encouraging and really interesting and unique. I dig his minimalist style, very vivid, bright pictures those vector designs and we love it so like i said this is michael van hall you are listening to the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast i will be here when you come back so don't worry we're not gonna leave you but we thank you for being here hopefully you are enjoying it and we got a lot more to come so without ado this is michael van hall right here on the 16 ounce canvas 160Z, The Art of Craft Beer Podcast, episode number 13, Trece. Muy bueno, amigos. Hasta. You good? Yeah, fire away. All right, we are here. This is the 16-ounce canvas, The Art of Craft Beer. We have Michael Van Hall, who's joining us. Michael is our first dual artist he does work for stillwater artisanal as well as aslan so i want to thank you for taking the opportunity to join us 
Sure, man. Happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, you know, if you're looking to, to follow Michael online, uh, appropriations.com, we'll have links up there because I know I'm, I'm butchering it, but we'll have links to up there <laughs> on his. Uh, yeah, it's like a, that's a tongue twister. I don't know why. It's about, yeah. But yeah. That's kind of the idea. Oh, good. So you're. Oh, good. So you fuck with me on purpose. Good, 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 good. Right, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, I, like I said, you know, we we learned about you uh, actually reverse. Um, you know, I I've been to Aslan, but I, I actually learned about you um, via Stillwater, and you know, I hmm. think that's was really kind of interesting to to kind of it's creepy in a way, but you're trying to do research on you and see what you've been up to and, and go that way. So I really <laughs> think you have a, you know, unique style to you. I think it's, which I really like, but can you kind of, you know, not maybe elevator level, but just kind of give a little background about, about yourself as an artist and, you know, how you started, you know, getting into it, not necessarily the beer, but just kind of, you know, 30,000 feet, Michael Van Hall, the artist. Oh, sure. Sure. So I, um, <clears throat> I used to be a, uh, a lawyer in DC, uh, where I still, I'm still in DC, but, um, but I just got tired of being a lawyer and always had like a creative bent. So I figured I'd try my hand at jumping into the art world and, um, you know, over a couple of years kind of honed what I thought was my style, you know, the thing that came naturally when I was faced with, you know, a topic or a problem, what was, what's the art that came out? So that's, that's where the style came from. And I guess I had a lot of influence from, uh, from modernist artists, um, stuff from the, you know, fifties, sixties, uh, a lot of typography. Uh, and yeah, so once I, once I got the feel, I started putting stuff out there to see who would bite. Um, and also tried to combine my interest in beer and wine and spirits and food with the art and see if I could uh, introduce my style into that world because I, I wasn't seeing I wasn't seeing minimalism as much as I wanted to and I thought it could uh, could at least provoke conversations um, so yeah well yeah, I think that so lawyer. Wow, so you were a suit. Now you're an art arts guy. That's pretty, yeah, pretty, right. pretty good. Now, what was your area of kind of focus with art? I mean, excuse me, with law. With law, um, I worked uh, at technology companies uh, in house. I got lucky in that um, I DC isn't really wasn't at the time. This is probably a decade ago. It wasn't at the time a uh, a big tech hub. Um, but so there was, I wasn't a lot of competition for jobs, but I was interested in doing entrepreneurial things. So I just jumped right in house instead of having to go through a, uh, through a law firm or something, which is scary on the one hand, but cause there's a huge amount of responsibilities from HR stuff all the way to mergers and acquisitions. But, um, but luckily I had good teams that, that knew what they were doing to, you know, support and help and, and I was able to kind of learn on the job stuff that you don't learn when you're in law school. Now, did your family think that you were crazy when you said you were going to give up the, 
You know, the, the law? No, or... you know, they thought I was crazy when I went to oh. be a lawyer. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. An artist, so. They're like, what are you doing there? Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. That's good. No, that's a good story. Yeah, it's definitely the idea of being, you know, an artist is definitely, uh, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's not for everybody or maybe it's for everybody, but not everyone can be successful. Sure, sure. I'd say the same thing about lawyers, though, too. And uh, case in point for me. So I just got burned out, you know. Well, well, we're glad that you uh, put put the uh, the suit and tie up and uh, you know and, and are, are creating. So, the opro- appropriations is is that that's just kind of your your company, or is that a, is that an overall theme? What's the story? Yeah, I think, you know, I kind of use it as like a like a nom de guerre, I guess. So, um, it's a way to create something a little bigger than just myself. Uh, when I started it, I didn't want to focus on me as an artist. I wanted to, you know, use the art to support things that I liked and uh, eventually, uh, I guess, companies that I liked or companies that I work with. Um, so, you know, like I wanted to educate people, use it as a way to educate people about beer because I really like beer. I think it's fun and there's a lot of culture with it. So instead of attaching my name to it, I figured it'd be easier for people to wrap their head around if they saw it as, as a, as a, as an entity, not as an individual. Right. I, yeah, I get that. Like I was saying to you before, I refer to the, the things we're doing here as the we, but at the end of the day, it's really just me, myself and I. So maybe that's use a little day lost soul, but yeah. No, sure, but then also at the same time, it you know, once once you once you get your hooks in, people it starts to make sense to people. Then you you have this umbrella under which um, you know people can associate with you to the degree they want to, um, and you know it, it feels it, a lot of the people that I work with now they're they feel like collaborations. Um, like may, I, I think a little bit because it's not just me as an individual it's more like this kind of visual tone that i've created that matches with the visual or the uh with whatever it is that they're doing um, be it beer or food or something yeah now one of the things i really liked is is the the single hop project how did how did that come to be i mean i I think that their their designs are great but I, i think it's just interesting in general you know to the insight and information about you know what goes into the the beer and now more than yeah. ever i think hops are or household names maybe in a way in the beer community i think people have you know have their favorites and i know i have a few that i really like but i found that to be like really interesting and to see it <clears throat> excuse me visually represented was really i think it's really really interesting yeah so so well that was my first kind of here i am project to, to introduce myself to both art and art world and beer world. Um, and uh, so the motivation was really just, I'm like, what could I come up with? Like, like we talked about a little bit ago, um, what could I come up with that I can over time produce a body of work that was a cons- a consistent theme, um, but also something that combined things that I like. So the art and the beer. Um, the reason I chose the hops was because when you first get into beer, I think those 
or not even before you first get into beer, just as you're realizing that beer is interesting. Um, these names, these hot names, you start to recognize them. And it's, it, they, you know, they're so esoteric and they, you know, some of them are fantastical and some of them are scientific, but um, there's so many, it's just really hard to wrap your head around all the variety and then try and translate that into knowledge that you can use when you're buying a beer. So all these breweries, they can write the name of the hop on the side, but that doesn't do much for someone that's not well-versed in what the aroma or the flavor is and how they may or may not like the beer if it's got this or that hop in it. So, so the single hop project was a way to kind of create a, um, a visual mnemonic is the term I always use. So it's, it's, you see one of the, I tried to translate what I think that hop tasted like and also have like the, kind of a touchstone visual cue to the name. So that over time, if you look at it, easier to remember. So, you know, Simcoe is kind of like the standard hop that people were using in 2000s for big IPA flavor. So that's kind of a straightforward design. There's blue and red. And if you see Simcoe on label, maybe you recall the design. And I also put some details on there that as you learn more and more about hops, you could get more and more information out of the design. So there's like, you know, the alpha and beta levels and, you know, homebrewers will know those are meaningful when you're trying to create a flavor and aroma in a beer. Um, so really the single hop project started as a way to educate people on hops and give them something to return to, to continue um, supporting their interest in beer. Yeah, I think, first of all, I think that it's interesting from a learning perspective. I think to see it visually represented is also very interesting. But I, mean, I think, and folks at home, if you're, go check it out, single, uh, singlehopproject.com. But I mean, I was amazed how many there are that, that I didn't know. I mean, I thought that I was fairly versed in that. And it's it's nice to see where they're from. You know, there's a subtle kind of branding of you know, what, what country those are more well-known from. And so I thought that was really interesting. It just seemed it's, yeah. Like I said, you're scrolling and scrolling, and I'm like, okay, like, for, for, I, I didn't re I didn't realize that must have been a kind of a fun project for, as a beer geek to, to kind of get into that and figure it out. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't when I started it. I I had no idea how many there were, and honestly, the this isn't even half probably. I mean, there, there's more than there's a more than a hundred on the single hot project, but this is. There's there's new ones every year too. I mean the the genetic um, right the cross pollination the hybrid yeah yeah exactly. I mean it's all yeah they they never stop. So um, I just picked ones that I thought you know were were meaningful in some way or another either historically because at one time they were important or and then they've fallen out of style or ones that you know you see every day now. Um, getting the information was not easy either and. You know, some of the details are, um, you know, it's just hard to pin down, like, the, you know, the level, the percentages of the individual chemicals that are in there. It's not finite, it's not definite. Um, you know, this or that growth may be plus or minus a percent, you know, so 
I try to do averages or information, make the information as useful as possible um, to give you like a, a, a basic understanding. Well, I have, I have my homework cut out for me, but it's definitely, like I said, <laughs> singlehopproject.com. Check it out. Um, so it seems that pretty early on when you decided to kind of jump back into the art that you really wanted it to be with, you know, food and beverage or, you know, beer, you know, things that you, you liked. So this in a way was kind of like your portfolio, right? Your resume in a way to show that you were going. True. You know, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was exactly the idea is to, it was the introduction. And, you know, I think it's good. It's a good way for artists doing a series or something is a good way for artists or creative people to introduce themselves. You, you know, it, it's, you can create that body of work that is generated by yourself without the need to have another person asking you for something. So it's kind of, it's natural. Um, and it kind of takes you, uh, I think it helps you understand who you are as an artist or creative person, because you'll find that what you started with, what you end with are very different ideas, you know, and, um, it also gives a lot of practice. I mean, the amount of stuff, the amount of, I didn't go to art school, so learning, you know, design programs was, I did it through this series in a way, um, just making mistakes and spending too much time trying to get the little, you know, points and pixels all lined up. But then at the end, I had this body to show off to people and, and say, hey, you know, if you need, if you need help on something, well, let me know. Here I am. Very, very smart, Mike. I, I think it's, yeah, from, from all sorts of angles, you know, the learning process, but then to, in a way, you know, support the, the future business. It was, yeah, I find it to be really interesting. Um, so I think, I think it's, and then it's a good segue into, you know, your style. I think, as you mentioned before, it's more of a, you know, modernist style. It's very, it's very vivid, you know, very, very clean. And one of the things I really like about it. Yeah, I think, you know, at the time when I started that, it was just, I mean, beer, beer labeling in particular and, and uh, distilled spirits labeling as well. Um, they're, they're always very busy and they look beautiful, but it just didn't appeal to me in the same way that when I'd look at some, you know, something from like uh, a, a, gro a European grocery store in the 60s that was what I thought could work on the shelf too and when people would go in that direction just a little bit it would catch my eye most so um, since then I mean it's just the craft spirits and craft beer it's just exploded so much that it's there's so much creativity I don't know if anybody has a can say they have a lock on a particular style or design with yeah. a few exceptions right how would you and this is the this is the the, the cringe question. I'm kind of just prefacing it that way. The how would you describe your, you know, I, I think I tried to, but how would you describe your, you know, aesthetic for the non-art fan? Um, it's just minimalist and vivid. I like that word, vivid. I mean, I try and use color as in a exciting way, um, and uh, I try to. Um, also tell a story always on my on the labels 
I, if I can avoid being, if there's a joke to be made, say, say there's a pun or something, I, I want to give a second, I want to give you something if you looked at it a second time. And I would like a realization that I've made a joke or something that uh, wasn't immediately apparent. Um, so in that way, it's, I guess, uh, it's minimalist storytelling, <laughs> if I had to pinpoint it. It's not a style, you know, it's like, it's, it's loose. It's whatever comes out of me and uh, when I get a, you know, a request. Well, good. Your yeah, your hesitation or uncertainty of answering that is been the common theme, and I, I was very proud. Like I said, uh, I was talking to somebody uh, recently, and I, I mentioned I was so proud of my the questions, but then asking the aesthetic, I was like, oh, it just sounds like so, yeah, like it's sounds, so, so so it's a little yeah, it's a little much because I'm not as artsy, and so I don't necessarily I can't vibe off of that one back and forth, and so I'm always like, sorry. Oh, sure. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think you need to pinpoint uh, a style. There's, yeah, I definitely go for go for a tone in my work more than anything. And if you compare the stuff I do with Stillwater and the stuff I do for Aslan, they're dramatically different. I mean, one's cartoony and one's uh, what I guess is more contemporary art. So we'll do anything from, for Stillwater, do collages to pattern work. Um but if you look at the body of my work together, I think you could get a feel of, uh, you know, of a style, whatever it may be. Right. Now, the the artistic process. I mean, before you mentioned having to learn these different programs, is is your medium typically digital, or is it? How does that how does that go? Yeah, it's, it's typically digital um, because a lot of the um, Digital lends itself to the printing uh, mechanisms that we have to use in beer. Um, aluminum cans, in particular, uh, require to, to be good, I think, to, or to be accurate, um, require vector uh, artwork. And you, you can do non-vector art, or you can translate a, a hand-drawn thing for sure. But it always it always feels a little a little dirty to me in the result because it's not it's not as true to the original um, as digital is. But it's also I'm trying to get more back into drawing more. I mean that's where I started, um, and uh, it's just having the uh, the outlet for for the hand drawn stuff is not uh, it's not as readily available for me currently. All right. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's amazing. I mean, I think it's just amazing what's available to do now. And so. Yeah. yeah, I try all kinds of stuff. I mean, if I could, if I could get a good flow going from the hand drawn stuff over to digital, and I've tried many different ways. It's just, it's more of like, can I get in this headspace, and do I have the, the the dexterity to do the thing I want to do on a screen, and paper in the exact same way? You know, there's. It's tough to, I can, you know, you can draw something accurately on paper, but you try and do it on a screen and it just, it becomes a blob sometimes. Oh yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, I've, I, I've had a few attempts at, at Photoshop in, in a previous go at it. And I think it's just amazing what folks can do with Illustrator now and the ability to, to get that, you know, to get those, to get the images created. So, so. Yeah, I think the cool thing is there's a ton of 
there's online tutorials and like YouTube and stuff. That's totally a great way to learn. And you make mistakes along the way and you learn what all these different buttons and stuff mean. And um, you can accidentally fall into something cool that way. Um, I guess I definitely found or accidentally done something by pressing the wrong button and it turned out really neat and ended <laughs> yeah. up becoming part of the toolbox that I use. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I managed a, a a band called Scarecrow Collection on New Jersey, you know, probably eight eight nine years ago, and we had an album coming out, and so me and the guitar player did most of the creative, and so we're trying to come up with the the artwork, and I was just kind of like you know click here, try this, try that, and I remember we had an image that I created that we really liked, and then I sent it to him, and he's like, yep, that's the one, and we need to send over this certain type of file, which was like a super high res for printing. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, you know, you're, you're multi-layer, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't have, I'm like, what you see is what I got about it. He was like, what? And I remember yep. for, I remember for days trying to recreate that thing. And thankfully, I think I had saved it in a high enough DPI and whatever the base file format was that it allowed, it, it worked when they, when they sent it to, to test print, but we were freaking out. Cause I was like, we, we couldn't, we couldn't recreate it how we wanted it. And so then it was that nightmare in our heads that okay we'll have something but we'll always want what we can't have and so thankfully it worked out but that was my massive right. life, life lesson that was was almost awful yep yeah it's one thing to make it look cool it's another thing to get it printable so that's uh, oh that's yeah the oh yeah i was like what are you talking about he's like well the file with all the layers i was like i think i just sent you a jpeg <laughs> man like for good he's like oh shit he's like this is not good it's like i gave you the keys of the car and you barely can drive right all right and we are back this is the halfway point of episode number 13 featuring the one and only mike van hall mike is the dual threat using sports analogies always goes over well but mike is a man of two breweries He's got Aslan Beer Company in Virginia, and then he's got the Gypsies tradition of Stillwater Artisanal. Big fans, big fans. Dig his, dig his work, how to find out who he was. As we mentioned, well, a little bit of a teaser, but we had the pleasure of meeting the guys down at Aslan uh, through my buddy Bryce, who I know does not listen to this podcast. So, if you know Bryce, just give him a jab to the insert area of focus here. We had the pleasure of meeting the guys down at Aslan while we were on our way to the Lock-In Music Festival last summer, which was awesome. Saw them. They were kind of, it was pre-before their one-year anniversary, so it was really nice to get the inside track on that. Unfortunately, it has been difficult to get their cans, but that's just a testament to what they're doing there. Or maybe folks are stingy traders. I don't know. One good thing about me, I'm always down for a good beer trade. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, aj at 16ouncecanvas.com. Or just send me your beer. Just send it to me. I don't know how that really ties into the art, but it just helps. Just send it over. Hook it up. We'd love to have it. So really interesting, really like to hear about Michael, how he was a lawyer, 
decided to become an artist. I would argue that the artist was always there. He just had to shed the phoenix had to rise. He had to find himself and just kind of go for it. And I think, not to get too prolific here or, you know, so boxy, but one of the things that's, there's a few common themes and we'll, we'll, you know, look back at them and I think about them often. But a lot of the common themes that I see here, you know, I think of David Paul Seymour, I think of Dean McKeever, you know, are folks who were doing one thing with themselves and they decided just to say fuck it and they dove in and they went for it and they really committed to it. And I think that's encouraging. We don't want this just to be very a transactional relationship. We hope that people take things away from it. We hope they, they learn, you know, find something about themselves or maybe just take a chance. And that's what we're trying to do here, you know. This was an idea that brewed up with some folks. It's kind of, you know, what do you think? What do you think? And talking to people. And the more and more I've been speaking to these artists, they find this as a sense of encouragement. I feed off of that. I feed off of you. The feedback we've gotten. You know, I want to, you know, say thank you to all the folks. You know, check us out on iTunes. Leave a review. Who've done that? That's really encouraging. Like I said, we got a newspaper just to interview us. You know, the Philadelphia Inquirer, my hometown paper. And just a lot of cool stuff's happening. So we don't want to take anything for granted. But one thing we're hoping you'll take away from this is, you know, give, give it that shot. You know. Folks of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors, whatever it is that you're into, whatever it is that your your passion that will help you get up in the morning, give it a shot. That's not saying quit your job and throw shit away and just give up on, you know, what's paying the bills. But, you know, put five, ten hours in a week, five hours, an hour, half hour every day, whatever X is, give it a shot. You don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I had done this or I had done that. So I think Mike doing what he's doing the Single Hop Project, I think, is one of the most brilliant things for somebody who's just getting into it. If you go to there, singlehopproject.com, it's vivid, it's unique, it's interesting. So if you're into art you, and you know what those things were, you'd find it really interesting. If you're into beer, you know a lot of them, but then you introduce a whole other array of beers, you know, I mean, of hops that make up your favorite beers. And then on top of that, it's like the most kick-ass resume idea ever. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I'm an artist and I can design. But he invested his own time. He believed in himself and then used that as his calling card because he wanted to be in, you know, food, beer, wine, you know, related stuff there. So I just think it's really brilliant. We'll have to get ourselves, like a, you know, a few of those, hang those up in the studio. But without further ado, we're just going to get right back into it. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Michael Van Hall, episode number 1313. I say lucky 13 because this is a great episode, great to talk to Mike, and hopefully you're enjoying it. Because if you are, that means you're still listening to us here. That means you haven't down, you haven't clicked off of it, you haven't paused us. So thank you. I will stop talking now. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, part two of Mike Van Hall. 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 So... Two breweries. How did you come to? I mean, let's start with the the, the progression. How did you come to work with with Stillwater? How did that you know come to light? Uh, well, Stillwater was a um, a product of the Single Hop Project in a way. Um, I when I first had a Stillwater beer, I was always I grew up in Michigan, so I was always surrounded with good beer, and 
I when I first had a Stillwater though, uh, Brian's beer was just so unusual and interesting. Um, not to mention that the story he has. Uh, so I, you know, again, part of the intro to the beer world was I sent him a poster and I said, hey, I like what you're doing. It's cool stuff. Here's a poster. Thanks. And, you know, just send it out. Uh, I had no expectation that he would get it or um, or respond or anything. But then, like, a couple months later, I got an email from him saying he thought it was cool. It was very cryptic. And, uh, you know, over the next couple of months, we were emailing and finally met. And then, uh, you know, I think he saw that I understood what Stillwater was and could contribute something that he needed uh, to Stillwater. And that's, you know, now it's, I think, it's become such a part of my artistic body of work. And I think, you know, the, the way that Stillwater has changed its look um has been you know driven by the partnership that Brian and I have and our ability to communicate artistically um, so yeah it was just kind of a random random piece of mail and a random text that everything fell into place right because I mean going back to Stillwater you know pre pre you you know it was a definitely a different imagery or, or branding with, with the, you know, the bottles, they really weren't as can heavy if, if, if at all. But I mean, we don't, we don't, we get some here in Connecticut, we don't get all of them, but I mean, I just remember them being more, uh, having more of a kind of ancient or, um, yeah, having, having just having a different feel to the, the images, you know, yeah. than, than what, yeah, Lee, so, so Lee was the, is the original artist for Stillwater and he and Brian grew up together and, um, you know, they had, the, the artistic vibe since they were kids. Uh, so Lee was translating Brian's, Brian and his own, uh, you know, the dark themes, I guess, are as part of it. But and there's, there's funny stuff in there too. There's a lot of tongue in cheek references and things. Um, but, uh, but Lee is a master uh, tattoo artist and his, you know, he translated that over, onto the bottles and the cans in such an interesting way. I mean, that's the half the appeal of why I was drawn to Stillwater in the first place was Lee's art. Um, the fact that we, we can still do, we can still be interesting and be Stillwater and look so different, I think, is a testament to what Stillwater is. It's, it's an art project, not a, not a beer company necessarily. So. And since so you have a still have a relationship with Lee? Oh yeah, I just I saw him a couple weeks ago at the uh, anniversary party for so the seventh year anniversary party in Baltimore. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that yeah his style I, I would the his portrait you know kind of the art art for the tattoos I could totally see him being a, a great tattoo artist. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Now, have you ever had any of your work become someone's uh, a tattoo on somebody? I always find that interesting. Uh, uh, you know, not that I know of. Right. Um, I think people have uh, played off of some of the things, but I'm not. I've never. I'm not quite sure. Uh, somebody told me they get a tattoo once, but I, I didn't never see it. So, um, but that's always one of like you used to. The rule in uh, graphic design used to be: it, does it if it's a logo or something? 
does it photocopy? But my rule is always, does it tattoo? If I'm doing a logo, I want to make sure it looks cool with a tattoo. Yeah. I, yeah. So if you're listening and you got uh, one of uh, Michael's pieces as a, as a tattoo, reach out to us. Um, we'll get you some swag or something. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I just find it amazing. Like, that's just got to be... It's one thing to have your art and you see it come off the off the, the can line or from production and it's like, okay, that's mine. But like somebody makes like a life commitment. I think that's just, that would be, that would be crazy to me. Right, I know. It's like, that doesn't come off. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so, so how was the, the transition, you know, from kind of, I guess, art 1.0 to, to art 2.0 at Stillwater? I mean, because it's 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 night and day in, in a positive way. I think it's really I think what you're doing is great. And so I'm just you know I, I and even I'm looking at some of the stuff and you're you're you mentioned you know the the humor of the of it you know and the the I miss the old Kanye and there's the I miss the old Stillwater you know bottles. I I think that's just kind of exemplary of of what of what you are trying to encompass as an artist. Yeah, I mean it's it's really I have a good. Brian is the muse in a way. Right? He, he's got these visions for what an individual beer is an art project to him from the liquid to the label, to how we talk about it, present it to the people that like Stillwater. Um, you know, so the evolution is really just, there's a, it's just that I was introduced to the mix and um, had translating his thoughts, um, visually. So I guess the evolution was kind of just a natural product of adding a new person to, to the, the mind of Stillwater. Um, it's not planned or, uh, we didn't like do some market research and come up with a rebrand or anything like that. Um, it's more just like our gut feelings on what's right for a given project. All right. Um, was there a hazing period? There had to be a good hazing period. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Brian <laughs> and I, you know, we live different lifestyles, and uh, he's, he's jet set and goes all over the world, you know, and um, I sit in my studio and try and solve the problems that he gives me, um, the design problems he gives me. And, uh, you know, we, we took a while to get our language down, so we were speaking to each other in in the same way uh, but you know it's it flows well now and you know there's times where a design has been generated simply by a text from him with the name of the beer um, and that's often when that happens because then you know we both feel like we have achieved something pretty cool when, it, when it's so natural like that yeah that's some next level stuff right there that you're yeah connected to like just in the same wavelength like that. Yeah, and it's you know a lot of it's because of what Brian created with Stillwater. A, it is an art project. You know, we don't let we don't let things get in the way that some that might. We don't let business demands get in the way when art when there's art to be done, and um, you know we, we we put that as the primary focus of Stillwater is is putting art out whenever it whatever it may look like. Yeah. Now, do you know what the, do you remember the first, you know, can or, or bottle you, you did for Stillwater? Uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a collaboration. It was two actually. Um, it was a collaboration with uh, Siren in the in the UK, and the one was called uh, in the UK. It was called when the lights when the light goes out. G O F E. So it was a, a pun, and it was a it was a I believe it was a black salt smoked Goza, I think. Um, and that label was just, a, it was a black label with a pinkish-hued crescent moon. There, there was hibiscus in that beer. So I, I ordered it. And, and the joke was, you know, if the moon goes out, what happens? So, um, and then the other one was smoke signals. Um, which was a, I believe, a smoked sour wheat ale. And that was the real beginning of the introduction of heavy typography and lots of color. Um, there was, you know, just said in your face smoke signals on the front of the label. And then on either side, it had um, some wisps of smoke that were a rainbow gradient color. Um, it was a challenge because I, you know, I was given a blank slate on what the design should be. And, uh, you know, first time working with Brian and respecting him as an artist, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little daunting. Like, okay, here's the name. Go at it. Let's see what you can do. But I think it turned out and we were, we were happy with it. I, I, I like that. Uh, in particular, I like the when the light goes out label it's it's so minimal and dramatic um yeah i love the interwebs i was able to pull them uh both up while we were talking and i think yeah i i, I really like the smoke signal ones with you know kind of there's a lot of empty space which you know i think sometimes you might okay do i have to keep this how busy do i have to make this or you know do i have to fill everything and so i, I really like that that it's it stands on its own and, and the the whiteness of it really pops out yeah, and that's the idea was to introduce this minimalism um, to the visual language of Stillwater, um, which which was not it was not part of uh, ornateness was what it was all about um, for Lee, and I think I you know that I wanted to do the complement to that, which was the minimalist. And and. Several of them that really stood out to me and drawn your on the on the website, but it was the almost like the the Polaroid style. The, I know vacuum oh, yeah. projector, and there's a few others. And I, I that was yeah early on that those really stuck out to me. I was like, wow, what is this beer? It's just like has yeah, this so throw, those are, throwback. Those are, those are your little little art education for you is the those are Dada inspired, um, and I believe you can look up just the urinal and you will get uh you get the the visual cue that or the visual reference that that's making um one of the original uh joke art but also change the way people think about what art was um you know, it's a it's a urinal that was presented as a piece of art, and that was nothing more. You know, 
early 1900s. And when uh, Marcel Duchamp put that out there, I think it just blew people, it changed people's mind on what art could be. For us, we were trying to change what people thought Stillwater was. And so calling a beer vacuum and putting a picture of a dustbuster on there was the best way we could do that, I think. Well, I, I think it, yeah, it's interesting I, I, to, to look at that. And I, uh, Art Lesson 101 here, so I definitely I appreciate you yeah, dropping that a little bit on us. I think if I, if I looked it up, I'm, is it, it was called The Fountain, right? The Fountain, yeah, yeah. The urinal, like Fountain urinal, I go back and forth. Yeah, it's, just, I mean, it's pretty amazing to think over just kind of time, like some of these inventions that people make, like just in and of itself, the stuff you take for granted. It made me not, like you're saying, what's traditional art or what's considered art, but like just some of the stuff that makes you, you know, brings you heat in your house and water from the, you know, it's just like, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Just like people take that for granted on day on the daily. And it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of stuff we do in still water is contemporary art in the sense that we're just presenting um, society. We're showing, we're putting a mirror to society and saying, here, like, this is our, this is what we see. And let's see what you see when we show this to you in a way you don't expect. So. Right. And yeah, and I think that if you check out uh, appropriations on, on Instagram, one of the things is, you know, it shows that you're just how much of an art kind of fan or I think fan's kind of a limiting word, but um, just how much you appreciate it or a connoisseur and just, you know, I think recently when you were at the, the gallery in DC, it was just like how, how psyched you are about seeing, you know, I believe it was uh, Joseph uh, Albers for lack of butchering, but yeah. And just like, yeah. you're like, I'm in this, I'm in this, I think, yeah, I don't know if it was a poster or something, but you were just like, you were genuinely just amped up that this piece of art was there and you couldn't believe that more folks like weren't going, you know, going over there and you just had this the moment to kind of enjoy it by yourself which i thought was really cool yeah well i mean i think there's you know the the chance to see that stuff is, and sometimes the the guys that don't get all the credit um at a gallery like that uh they they don't they had joe Felber is a great example he did a bunch of colored boxes. He doesn't have the same kind of uh, cachet in popular culture as like a Mark Rocco does. But for me, fine color theory and his work with Bauhaus and stuff is, is fundamental education for good artists, or at least you should learn it and then maybe break the rules later. But um, it's cool to see that stuff. So, And I try, you know, if I see it, I want to share it with people and you know, stuff like Instagram and Twitter is a cool way to reach a bunch of people. And if you happen to catch somebody's eye that had never encountered that before and it interests them, then that's, I feel like I've done a good job of spreading good art. Okay. Keep on keeping on there. I definitely agree. I think it's, I found it really interesting and I had me, you know, you know, the, the beauty of the internet, you can, you kind of do the deep dive, you know, you see that and I'm like, Oh, let me check out more. And then you kind of, you know, hour late, hour later, you're like, you know, Whoa! You know, like what? What just happened there? Yeah, yeah. So, so Stillwater. You know, I think that's. You know, I think that's a, the great story. And now you're working with Aslan. I think that's really interesting. A, the fact that you are creating for two breweries. You know, I think Stillwater 
is a more established, you know, you said just celebrating their seventh year. And, I, you know, and Aslan's, um, you know, pretty new. Um, you know, I think just over, I believe they just celebrated their year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And, yep, they're about a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I have a, a good friend uh, who's down in the Virginia area. We were going to a, a music festival, and we got to, you know, I got to go there beforehand and, and check it out. And it was really nice to, to meet some of the guys and kind of see what they were doing. That was before the... The can the cans had taken off, so we just had a few crawlers and growlers for for the weekend. Yeah, they're great guys. I, I like their you know, they're they're working their butts off to get that thing off the ground, and they've got so much excitement and attention. Um, it's cool to be participating at the beginning like this and helping them define what they uh, what they look like, and you know, telling their story to their audience. And it's it's pretty cool. Now, how is that for you as an as an artist to kind of wear the the two hats? You know, they're they're the, the I guess the styles are, are different. I mean, I think you know of of the cans, but I mean, I think they're both representative of you as an artist. So, how how does that? Yeah, how how has that been for you? It's you know, I it's to me it's two different canvases, right? Because I do I do work for. A lot of different people and you know these are my aslan and stillwater are like the the things that i think people see the most often but um they are yeah i just treat them as different canvases and uh the luckily both of them are fairly we have an easy back and forth um so i feel that i can be my creative self through the canvas that they provide for me. Um, it's a completely different day-to-day uh, -day experience, and the Aslan guys are, um, you know, they're they're finding themselves as a company at the same time that I'm, you know, trying to help them find themselves as a visual thing. It's uh, it's hard to in a way it's harder than Stillwater because at least there was something to work off of with Stillwater. Aslan, I have the things that the guys have in their brains and the jokes they make and the things they think they want on the label. Um, I'm trying to, you know, get to know some people and pull that out of them and show it and show them in the best light. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly a, a big challenge, but um, but it's kind of cool also when I can help form their opinion too. So if I show them something that they didn't expect to see, um, it's always gratifying, you know. And when they when they love something that I show them, and it, you know, I was just taking a guess at what I thought was cool. Um, the first. The first thing I did with them was the Master of Karate label, which is, you know, looks a lot, it looks similar to a lot of the stuff from the Single Hop Project. And um, same with the Mind the Hop. They look like Single Hop Project things, but that's because part of what they knew me for was the Single Hop Project. So as we've now spent several months fine tuning our back and forth um 
crazier new stuff comes out, like the the more cartoonish things. The the Johan series is a fun one because we're telling a story and it's you know it's a style of art I don't generally do anywhere else. So, yeah, I I, I agree. I I think that. It's. I think it's interesting. I'm just trying to visualize the the juggling. And how did you come to team up with them? I mean, obviously, or was it was this a, was this a reverse where they had seen your work and wanted to see if you'd be interested in, in working with them? Yeah. So they they reached out to me. I think they saw. I did a can for uh, DC Brow. Um, they DC Brow did a really cool uh, anniversary project last year. They're, fifth anniversary I think they um they did a, a mixed six pack and each beer was a different collaboration and had a different artist on it and I did one of the cans um it was pink palette jack which was a collaboration they did with uh with perennial in St. Louis um and I think the guys saw that label and it piqued their interest and then they reached out to me from there and it was cool because I only, I, I vaguely had heard their name. I knew people were talking about them. Um, and when I went in to just meet them for the first time, I, I got to try one of the beers. And it had been a while since I tried one of these hazy New England IPAs. And so I, I forgot what they were like. And it just, it's so fun to try one of those after a long time being away from them or for your first time. It's just like, what is, this is not a beer. Right. Yeah, it's it's so juicy. Yeah. It's so yeah, they're delicious. That's the thing. Their beers are are really great too. Um I mean, I know you're you're a professional, but if the, if the beer wasn't good for either of these um breweries, would that have impacted you working with them? Well, yeah, I get to I get to pick now. So I'm choosy in who I work with and if um you know, yeah, I got I want to like the project but more importantly i want to like the people um and the thing is if the people are good and the culture of the company is good usually the product is good so um yeah i think it's yeah i choose to work with good people there you and go. they make so <laughs> there you go yeah you have a good you're a good judgment of character um so a process from kind of life cycle. How are the, the how is that in terms of okay? We have a beer coming out X. We need you to come up with this. I mean, is it? Do you have a system that you try to bring to both of them that, that you prefer to work in, or are there is the that... uh, you know it's totally different operations between Stillwater and Aslan. So Stillwater is a gypsy brewer with contracting out any given place. So things can pop up out of nowhere that we got to get done right away because it's a collaboration in, I don't know, Italy. And we got to figure out how to, you know, get the label right and get it out the door. Um, or, or Stillwater, it can be, I got to work with like a big aluminum can manufacturer and it's a, you know, weeks long process to get everything right because the, the, the quantity of the manufacturing uh, or the cans that need to be manufactured. Um, with uh, on the other hand, with Aslan, it's um, it's it's not it's regimented in a different way, I guess. 
it's um you know they have beers that come up on the fly but we try and they those guys try and get ahead of stuff as much as possible and plan out their brew cycle just because their their brew house is uh is so small you know, so the planning helps make sure they always have beer um but collaborations come up out of nowhere for those guys too you know so we just gotta and come up with stuff as quickly as possible. I never, I don't have, I, I wish I could pull this off, but I've never been able to have like a reserve of great ideas um, that I can just pull from and somebody sends me a label like, oh, all right, here you go, already done. Um, it does, it comes up once in a while with, with Stillwater where I'll make something and show it to Brian just to be like, hey, I thought this looked cool. And we'll sit on that design for a while until we get the we get a beer that matches it. Um, and we talked about this a little bit, I think, in in other outlets, but like the uh Inceto beer that's coming out in Stillwater is one of those where I just I made I, I had this design and I showed it to Brian, Brian loved it and we we just couldn't figure out the he couldn't get the he wanted to get a beer that was perfect for it. And it ended up being um a uh, an Italian plum beer, um, which should be we're just finishing up all the manufacturing stuff for that. Um, but yeah, because it's like dry hop sour ale with Italian plums in it, and it should be uh, it should be pretty tasty. I think that's I think that's really uh, I think that's just really complimentary to the the relationship that you two have. That he was he was like, well, he, he loved what you're doing, but he didn't feel that he had a a beer that represented it. So I bet you that you're, you know, thinking about your artwork, he's like, well, what you probably reverse engineered that. We was trying to think of something that would do it justice. So we probably got the brain Bruins. That's, that's as close. No, to I, know. You know, I, I think it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. You know, the, that's part of the, you know, just the artistic nature of, of Stillwater. Um, but you know, the, uh, on the other hand, the Aslan guys too, they're always, they do a good job of pushing me um, with their crazy beer names and stuff. So I'll, uh, and their jokes and things that we try and translate over. Um, and I think, you know, we're still early, but uh, we'll, I think we'll get there. I'll be like, actually, you know, we just had one the other day where I, I showed it to, uh, to Andrew at Aslan we were both like, man, this is a good one. This is a pretty good label. We should we should use this for something. So we'll see. We'll see if that All right. can reverse engineer on their end too. So. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Now, with with both breweries, there is the not. I mean, there are collaborations that you know that come up. So from from that that standpoint, how does that work for for you in terms of the the labeling? Do you are you are you collaborating with their artist or depending on where the the outputs coming from, you know, who gets final say, how does, how does that go? I find that interesting. Oh, I just, I mean, I'm end to end generally. So, um, I say I work with the printer or whomever, um, to bring the label to, to final. Right. No, um, what I mean, like if you, you know, there's the ones that you've posted that you've done with, uh, Buxton brewery. And then we talked about siren where the beer is a collaboration. So how does, who kind of gets final say on the respective artwork there? How does that go? Oh, it just depends on whatever the relationship is. I mean, a lot of times I think, um, in Brian's case, he'll just 
they'll 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 have determined um, that I'm going to do it, and they'll let me know. Um, generally, I've not done anything with another in-house artist um, thus far. I think that's I don't know why. I mean, I'm, I, it'd be fun to do a collaboration between artists at the same time. There's collaboration between brewers. Um, the the two guys that I've ever talked to about this um, were hesitant because we want to have the perfect thing again, you know. So uh, we talk about it all the time, but uh, haven't pulled the trigger because we're we're waiting for the perfect collaboration. You know? All right. Well, we'll, we'll be looking. We'll be looking forward to that one. Now, uh, I mentioned before, and it just it was one of the. It was an interesting one. I, th- I thought just kind of. I was just more curious from your side. The the I missed the old Kanye and like just the fact that, you you know, I mean, which is not surprising. But that I guess the Kanye's people didn't like it or whatever the story. What's what was the story with with, with that one? I better not talk about it. Cause okay. That's. We will edit. We will edit that. Uh, we will edit that. Yeah. All right. I like that. That's good to know. I, he can't talk about it, folks. We tried. All right. Well, now, last question. Like I said before, uh, in a previous life, I, I did some radio, and so I always find it interesting the the creative process. Are you? Uh, do you have music going in, in your studio? Do, are you? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. What are you listening to? So. I try and get use the music as the mood. Um, when I'm got to do a, a I, I love heavy metal, so I listen to a lot of metal, especially the the dark black stuff. I, I love that. Um, but uh, but I also really like the uh, I don't know what you call it, the yacht rock, I guess. Um, and I weirdly got into Japanese yacht rock, I would call it, but it's it's stuff from the late 70s, early 80s from Japan. Um, so I think, you know, I listen to a lot of those. I'm back and forth between those two styles the majority of the time. Well, I've, yeah, a friend of ours has a good uh, yacht rock mix, so I'll, I'll send it over to you on Spotify. It's pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, cool. Excellent. Yeah, I love Excellent. All right, well, I... Want to just again reiterate? I thank you very much for for making the time to to speak to us. I think your your story is really, I mean, lawyer to to artist, you know. And I think that the single hot project, I think that was such a smart thing to do. I think it allowed you to get your sea legs, so to speak, but then have a, a tangible thing that was unique. You know, I hadn't seen anything like that before. Like I said, having drank many a, a hobby beer, I, there was so much new hops on there that I had never heard of. So that was really educational okay. cool. yeah cool good that's the idea it's good that it's nice to hear that it works <laughs> yeah no i think that's really great i think that one of the underlying you know things i, I know notice and i really respect it is that you're not only creating but you're trying to enlighten folks you're trying and not not like in a you know a zen kind of buddha way but just kind of open their eyes or introduce them to to new things that they may not have experienced before and I think it's the the way you go about it is really it's really um, effective. Yeah, you know, go, good, good. I mean, the, the idea is basically down to it really brings me a lot of enjoyment, and so I want to help other people 
find that too. Well, hey man, it's working. So I, I mean, keep up. You know, we'll be following you, you know, following along. We'll we'll keep you updated on how this this goes. Appropriations.com. I think I got it that time. It took me a while, but yeah, yeah, and yeah. I like I said, um, next time I'm in the, the local area, I'll make sure to reach out. But I just wanted to you know thank you for making the time. Uh, it's I think it's a really great story, and I look forward to folks folks hearing it. So yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks, Michael. You have a great weekend, and um, no green beer, but have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> right, I agree. Okay, good. And there you have it, folks. Michael Van Hall, Mike Van Hall, Aslan, Stillwater Artisanal, lover of art. Really interesting just to talk to him. I really found it interesting. I thought it was fun. The best part was I learned a lot. You know, I'm going to drop some da-da moving forward, vector art. And that's what I'm trying to do. Each week, hopefully you'll find each experience becomes a little more involved. I'm able to articulate a little bit better. Not that I'm learning new words in the English language, but I just mean that in terms of speaking to the artist, the process, how they're working on these breweries, and their style. I think it's just a lot of fun. So hopefully you are enjoying this project. You can check out Michael Van Hall via his website, opprobriations.com. You can also check out opprobriations on Instagram, Single Hot Project. And then you'll see his work with Stillwater Artisanal and their Aslan Beer Company in Virginia. So we thank you for joining us. This has been a great episode. We had a lot of fun doing this. We cannot believe that we're in our second 12-pack. We are feeling good. We are having fun, and we're gladly to be doing it with you. So remember to check us out via the World Wide Web, 160zcanvas.com. Do us a favor. You've been listening to us for over an hour. So first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are great people. But tell a friend. Or maybe take your headphones off and let your, your buddy in the car hear you. Just check us out. Share us or you know, spread the word on Instagram. We try to keep things interesting. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can find us via the World Wide Web. We thank you for your time. We thank you for being a part of this. And we are going to keep things going each and every week. This will not stop. Things are being put into motion for future big projects. And you will all be a part of that. So thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, hope you're having fun. Here is a little project for you. Let us know about artists. Love to hear from them. Anytime someone reaches out and they say they heard us or they listen to us, it's fucking awesome. I can't, you know, I can't even put that in a more humble way. It's just fucking awesome. So we apologize if you took those headphones off and there's kids around. We apologize. Just make a silly face or, you know, blame the radio. But my name is AJ, and we will be here next week. Episode 14. Unze, doce, trece, catorce. Episode number 14. Bring it to you. Live, we recorded it, edited, put together. This week's episode was interesting from a fun background perspective. This was pop-up video for all you older folks. New version of GarageBand, which we used to edit the show, came out. Where I must have just hit update button by mistake. And so a lot of the features that we use by default, we could not find them. So this may be a little more delayed getting to the iTunes network or the, the podcast universe. We... We, the night before it comes out, we do a little extra, you know, editing just to make sure everything's good. And so 
fun fact behind the scenes. But once again, you're listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. I'm AJ. I'll be here next week and the week after. And until you tell us to fuck off and go away, we will be here. We are your new friends. We're thank you, thankful. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Aslan. Thanks to Stillwater. And that offer still on the table. Send me your beer. Until next week, remember, these are the artists that bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. Tell a friend and keep in touch. And now, a preview of episode number 14, featuring Lindsay Tweed, best known for her work for Trogues Brewing Company, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Now, on your Instagram, I think that you put up a lot of these kind of smaller, you know, pieces. What's the... Is that just kind of uh, your your way to, you know, kind of express kind of the the narrative of you know what you're thinking, you know, what's going on in this kind of crazy kind of world we're living in right now? You know, I think it's I think that I find it interesting. You know, I, I think we agree a lot of, of the same perspective socially, and so I just I was just kind of curious, kind of how those come together. A lot of times, Instagram for me is just a way to be creative, even if I don't have a lot of time in a given day. Um, you know, if I wanted to sit down and just make, you know, and a lot of the stuff I post there tends to be simpler. Cause it's just, I want to sit down for a half an hour, even if I've had a long day and just kind of dick around and see what I come up with. Um, and I do, the one thing that I feel like is lacking on Instagram, and I don't know if it's the audience or the type of people that gravitate towards being creators on that platform, but, um, I don't see a lot of political work you know, or, or anything that's really, you know, engaged in any, I don't know. It's a lot of like the mountains are calling and I must go and and, and that kind of stuff, which, you know, is, is cool too. Um, but I try to, you know, I, I I'm, I'm watching the news and I'm, you know, I try to be somewhat dialed into to everything that's going on in the world right now. And, uh, I think I, I will, and I have in the past and, you know, it, it tends to oscillate between, my lettering and the, and the, and the stuff I'm creating. And then, you know, I travel and I'm, I dabble in photography too. So I post that kind of stuff as well. Um, but I definitely like to see a little more, you know, a little more activism, a little less just partying and FOMO stuff on Instagram. <laughs> I, yeah. I, one of, one of the other artists that we uh, spoke to and kind of, he, he's uh, more of the kind of the, the simple, uh, design and I always feel weird just saying oh it's simple design because I'm not trying to say it's simple and like making it like I think that by saying simple I just mean it's not like like we were talking about before with the using of the open space and you know the sometimes you know less is more type of a thing but um, mm-hmm. uh, his name is uh, Tim Skirvin and he does work for a brewery out of Virginia uh, called um, Vale Brewing Company and so we met with him in Richmond a month or so back and him and his wife have their own kind of uh design company and they they do some they do a lot more of that uh you know political stuff with their free time so i think that he's somebody maybe i should connect you with because i think you guys would hit it off <laughs>